today, Miss Elise Smith. And Elise, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do as a Christian woman and business and all of that. Absolutely. So, yep, I'm Elise Smith. I live in Utah. I've been married uh, 15 years as of this month here in April. So I'm excited. Congratulations. And thank you. Uh, and I am a Christian business strategist. I love to empower Christian women entrepreneurs to be able to reach their sales goals by partnering with God, empowering their mindset, and utilizing biblical business strategy, which really means that we take Fortune 500 company principles and look at them through the lens of the Bible so that you not only reach those sales goals that God has put on your heart, but also that you get a, a closer relationship with God in the process. I love it. You get a closer, well, you know what? I'm in love with the part where you get a closer relationship with God in the process, you know, because it's like, we always have to have him in the mix without God, without prayer, nothing would take place, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, um, I'm also excited because this is the first day of the second quarter of the year. And so I'm I'm, I'm just really excited about what God is doing in this season. And so I know you work with a lot of business women. You have some coaches in your business and things like that and different programs. What do you have coming up this season uh, as far as, you know, for entrepreneurs or business women that may want to get involved with your company? Absolutely. Thanks so much for the opportunity. So um, what we are doing is we are actually focusing on uh, our seven pillars of a divinely successful business. So, you know, we asked God, uh, what are those seven pillars or those strategies, step-by-step -step things that women can do to be able to make $10,000 plus months in their business? And God is so good. Ask and you shall receive, right? Uh, he definitely laid those out. And the one that we're focusing on right now the most is our divine business operations one. We have an incredible Facebook Messenger system that we have been using for the past little while, and we are now rolling it out to our clients and our prospects um, and everybody that we get in contact with to be able to really um, understand how you can turn your Facebook Messenger into a customer relationship management tool so that you know where people are at in your sales process. And it really does help it to connect and be able to build real relationships with even more people so we can share the gospel and, and the light that God has given us. Yeah, that's all right. So you mentioned seven pillars. What are these pillars and are you, what do you base this off of? Is this scripture based since you're a Christian woman? Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, we have our seven pillars of a divinely successful business is really all about the things that I found are the most important things to focus on when you're building a business. And they are all based off of amazing scriptures in the Bible. Um, so our first one is really that goals and mindset, or sorry, God and mindset foundation is where we start that is really understanding that we can partner with God and how to do so, and then empowering our mind mindset to overcome what I call your inner dream stealer. So that's God and mindset as the foundation. And then on top of that, we build in divine client branding. Who is it that God is actually calling you to serve? Profitable programs. How can you really create amazing programs to create a win-win for you and also for your client? Uh, we also have divine marketing strategy because we're not in business if we're not marketing and making sales, right? Um, Exactly. Heart-centered connections, how to build those real relationships with people for real sales, uh, sales through service, and then divine business operations. So that's our seven pillars. And we deep dive into that in our program and really focus on customizing those to our clients. Yeah, that's really nice. I, I love how you um, you have broken it down into seven pillars because uh, that just speaks to me about, you know, just building 
you know, you got to have a foundation and then the next layer and the next layer. But, uh, and I love the part where you said, you know, just that inner dream stealer, because we do a lot of things sometimes to self-sabotage, but we don't always notice, you know, what they are. So can you tell us, give us some clues. What are some things that we do ourselves where we can notice, uh-oh, maybe that's me and not somebody else, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, we all have that inner dream stealer voice that tells us we're not good enough or why should we even try or no one's going to want to hear our message. And all of that just goes on and on and on all the time. Right. And the truth about it is that your inner dream stealer is really Satan trying to stop you from sharing your light and the message that God has given you to share. And so it's so important for us to understand when that voice comes up the most. And so I want you to think about, you you know, whether it's in book writing or, you know, even learning a, a new language or building your business, whatever it is, there's a point in your life where that inner dream stealer comes and starts screaming at you the loudest, right? For me, it was networking events. Um, I'm also in the process of, of writing my first book. And when I thought about getting that first book out there, holy cow, that inner dream stealer voice just started going off like crazy. Oh, no one wants to hear your message. No one's going to buy your book or read it. All that kind of stuff, right? And so I think the first thing to realize is that there are moments, there are tasks, especially that we do where our inner dream stealer starts to attack us the most. And so we want to be aware of that. So, you know, Tracy, can you think of a time where the inner, your inner dream stealer, which is really the adversary kind of attacks you? Is there anything in particular that you want to share with us on that? So we can kind of give the audience an example. Oh, sure. Actually, I can think of maybe too many of them. I know, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so one great example is when I did my first book, uh, that not my first book that I ever wrote. So that's a great example right there. But my first book that I ever published, uh, it took me several years, maybe five or seven years before I actually took it to somebody else and got it published, you know, Mm-hmm. And, and I kept seeing, I know it's going to be great. I had people praying over the book and things like that. So, you know, even though I was confident in one area, there was still something that didn't uh, help me release it all the way and just let it go and let God. And that's what I should have done. So once I finally got to the place in my head where I was like, well, you know, whether people like it or not, whether um, anybody buys it or not, whether I have enough money or not, you know, that was one of the things too, is like, mm-hmm. I don't have enough money or how am I going to get this? Or they charge too much. All that stuff that's really nonsense. That was just me, you know, because there is no lack in God, right? Like there's no such thing as he doesn't have enough money. If it's really from him, and I know the book came from him because of the way I got it and how fast I wrote it and the all the symbolical meaning in there. I mean, everything is just based on scripture. So it was just like, it wasn't, I knew that wasn't God, that was me. And so one day my friend said to me, you know, um, God will provide the, if you have a vision, God has the provision. We say that stuff all the time, right? But do we actually believe it in every part of our heart? And I think that's why the word of God says he wants truth in every part of our heart. So even though we have faith in some levels, it's like, you may not always have it in every area. And same thing is true about, you know, if you're looking for a mate sometimes, you know, you might think, hey, you know, I look good. I have a good job. I have a nice home, da, 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 da. And all I'm missing is this. And, you know, it may not be that you're missing that. Maybe 
you know, it's just not time yet because every, you know, there's a time and a place for everything, right? And there's a season for everything, right? So yeah, that's yeah. one example. I love that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, it's so interesting that you brought this up because this is something that I've been thinking about and praying about a lot lately. One thing that God is teaching me is that we are not responsible for the results, right? Like how that book is going to be received or when we build our business, you know, how you reach those sales goals. We, we are responsible for taking the steps that God gives us and having the faith and trust to give him the result, because we know that the result that he gives us is so much better than we can possibly imagine. So much better than we can create on our own, which oftentimes we try to just force it and try to, you know, use that, that uh, arm of flesh, right? Trust in the arm of flesh. But really when we trust in God, he can do so much more with our lives than we can with ours. And so understanding, you know, how the adversary attacks you, and when that happens the most, we can really be prepared. Uh, and that's really where the four C's of overcoming your inner dream stealer come from. Yeah, I like that. Now, so we're going to get into the four C's in just a little bit here. But yeah, so one thing I wanted to, because I love how you talked about the faith, you know, because when you mentioned that the inner dream stealer or, you know, always think of it as those negative thoughts and how we can just think of them as ants. You know, if you see ants running around in your house, the first thing you want to do is stomp on them right <laughs> or get something and spray them and kill them but whatever it is you know and I think of my negative thoughts the same way I think in terms of every thought that pops here doesn't necessarily mean that it's me or that it's God right yeah. and so if it's negative I know that God's will for me you know it's not negative right it's all good you know because he said all things work together for my good I mean yeah. so many scriptures go with that right his thoughts for me are good and so I always just think of them as, look at that little ant. I'm just going to squash that little bugger and, <laughs> you know, and keep moving. And so I say ants because it stands for automatic negative thoughts. And mm -hmm. so we can think of it like that. Or when I used to work with kids, I would say, you know how you see those little cartoon bubbles in the, you know, in the uh, cartoons, you see the little bubbles and then they have writing in them. I said, just pretend like it's a balloon with something negative in it and you need to just all you gotta do is put a pin in it you don't even have to take much effort just pop it like no I'm not receiving that or no that's not for me you know exactly and that's the thing to remember is that that our thoughts just because our thought pops into our head doesn't mean that it's truth right it's like right. you know you can't believe everything you see on the internet well you can't believe every single thought you have either that's true <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's another reason it's really important to recognize when we are experiencing any kind of sabotage, whether it's self-sabotage or somebody else, you know, uh, whatever it is, so that we can start building our confidence and building our faith, you know, our most holy faith to me. So that way, when negative things come up our way, then we know how to combat that, you know, or we know how to just stay away from it because eventually, you know, you're just going to repel those things that don't line up with your values and with what your goals are or what your, your plan or your vision is that God has for your life, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about those four C's. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so this came from my own need to figure out how to overcome that inner dream stealer. And, you know, I had this moment where 
I came face to face with it. Um, several, several years ago, my husband and I were in a network marketing company and we were in, you know, this, this edutainment kind of uh, event is what they call it. They teach you something through these amazing skits that they do. And one of the skits was this guy, every single time he looked at himself in any kind of reflection, whether that was on the phone or in the mirror or whatever it was, he would be telling himself all these terrible things about himself, such as you're a failure, you're never going to make it. Why would anyone care about you? You know, things like that. Things that we would never say to our own worst enemy, but yet we say all the time in our head without even realizing it sometimes. And so, you know, the skit goes on and, and I just remember my husband, he, we were, he was kind of looking around the room and everybody was laughing and having a good time. Cause I guess it was funny. And he looks over at me and I am ugly crying. Like I am just losing it because for the first time I heard someone say what I actually say in my head. And I realized like, well, no wonder I'm not achieving the results that I want to achieve if I am fighting that voice constantly, right? And so the whole point of this is, you know, I asked God, I said, you know, what, what can I do to overcome this voice inside of me? And that's when he taught me the concept of inner dream stealer. So the first step that he gave me was to check in right? So that's our first C. Number one is to check in, check in with yourself. You know, what kind of feelings are you having? And then what kind of thoughts could come from those feelings? If you're feeling really unmotivated or you're down about something, any of those negative emotions or what we label as negative emotions, they're telling us something. They're telling us that we're having a thought that's disempowering us. And so we can look and say, okay, what kind of, just get curious, right? What kind of thoughts could I be having right now that are actually having me feel that way. So number one is to check in with ourselves. We can't fix something that we don't know is broken, right? Or to be able to really understand is that first step to being able to change it. Okay. Well, that's a good one. Check in. Absolutely. Yep. And number two is to challenge. Once you get that thought and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. No one's going to read your book or buy your book or whatever it might be. Right. We're going to challenge that thought and we're going to say, how true is that for me? Really? Right. No one's going to buy my book. Well, I'm pretty sure my parents are going to buy my book. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or, you know, I've got clients that would buy my book. Or if you, if you start looking for that answer, you will find it. Seek and ye shall find. And so start looking for the things that you want to have support, how you want to feel and challenge that thought. So we're going to check in and then challenge the thought that pops into our mind. How true is that for me? Really? Or another great question to ask to challenge is to say, what is the truth around this? Or basically, what's another way to look at this? So what's another way to look at this? And how true is that for me, really? When we challenge those thoughts, we start to get our power back instead of just accepting the thought that comes through, stamping it as approved and letting it go. Right. Yes, that's right. So I like that. That's like, uh, like, like the devil verification that you have some, have to have some time you know you got to have your fingerprint and then you also may have to get a code on your email or something like that so that's excellent awesome yeah okay so what is uh number three 
Yeah, so we've got check-in challenge, and then choose is number three. God has given us the ability to choose our thoughts and our feelings and, you know, even our circumstances a lot of times based on our thoughts and feelings. And so we want to choose the truth about us. And one of the greatest things to do in that moment is just to ask God, what is the truth about me? Or what is the truth about this scenario, right? Because when we can see the truth and we ask God that question and he shows us that, then we can choose how we want to feel and how we want to think. So instead of that voice telling you, oh yeah, no one's going to buy your book, you're choosing to feel confident about launching that book. And you say to yourself, actually, everyone's going to want to buy this book, right? Because it has so much great message in it from God. God, that's the truth is that God is going to help this book to succeed, right? So yeah. check in, challenge, choose. And then that fourth one is to change. Now that sounds so easy, right? Just wave a magic wand and change. <laughs> and it doesn't work that way. We know that. It takes right? some time to be able to get to that change to come through. Um, but the thing is, is once we can choose what we want to think and feel, then the change part can come so much easier. And the change is really understanding what I want to feel and think, and then how can I get myself to feel and think that way? And one of the greatest things I think of is, you know, pretend that you and the adversary, Satan, are in a courtroom, right? And he is telling you all of these lies. And he's just got, you know, oh, you're a failure because of this and this and this and this and this. And no one's going to want to buy your book because of this, 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 and this, and this, right? And he's got that proof so shoved up in your face, you can't see anything else. But we have the exact same tool as well. So push that to the side. We've already asked God, you know, is that really true? What's the truth about me? When he reveals that truth, even just that glimmer, start building upon that. I am a yeah. massive success because of this. And I'm a success because of this. And people are going to want to buy my book because of this. And as you seek, you really do find. But we get to choose what we seek. So yeah. check in challenge, choose, and change. Okay, excellent. I love it. That, that's excellent. Wow, there were so many good points in there. And hope you guys are really just, you know, checking this out, taking some notes here. You guys are just so many great things. And I love the whole choose because God gives us choice. He gives us choice. We definitely should give ourselves a choice, right? And then, but sometimes we do have to give ourselves permission to choose or permission to make a decision. Because, you know, I, and that's even, you know, true with our businesses, you know, like you said, we have to decide what we think and what we want to feel and things like that. Yeah. And that plays a large role into, um, you know, our expectations. I think that expectation when it's about the yeah, challenging yourself is because when we do ask, we have to ask with expectation and not that negative expectation. I always say, you don't get from God what you ask for. You get from God what you expect. Because the moment that, you know, say you have a scale, right? And you have like two sides, right? And the moment the scale was like, I, I say I want this, but I act like I want this. Mm -hmm. Then that's what you get. You know, that's what you're expecting. So if you're expecting to get something negative or you're expecting somebody to say something bad to you or something bad to happen more than the opposite you know when we use our imagination our god-given imagination god gave us this like okay don't be afraid to use it exactly. expect that hey 
I'll be a book sales. I'm gonna be, you know, signing books for people. People gonna want me to sign T-shirts. You know, I'm not gonna leave. They might want some coasters or bookmarks. You know, things like that, or or speaking engagements, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Then when you start expecting that and you start dreaming those things up, that's proof to me that it's possible. And if it's possible, you know, like as Christians, we say all things are possible. You know, we can do all things through Christ. Well, you know what? When you start mixing your emotion with that feeling, then those words, whoo, there's no stopping, right? You just, it all gets on one accord, right? We're on the same frequency. We're like right here. Okay, so, hey, this thing is happening. I can feel it even before it comes. Then you really start believing it. You stick your chest out a little bit more. You can, whoo, you can breathe, right? And next thing you know, it's happening, you know, because and it's not that you did it. It's nothing that you did necessarily, you know, because it's not by might or power, but by the spirit of God. Like he allowed those things to happen once you make a decision, you know, or once we make a choice or go through those four steps. And it, I love how it takes, yeah, it takes all those things. We got to check in and ask ourselves some deeper questions. So thank you so much for sharing that today. Absolutely. That was awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now here's, here's a big one. I, I got to ask you on this one, because I think a, a lot of times, Christian people have problems with, you know, being able to make money or charge their worth or their value, right? Mm-hmm. We know a workman is worthy of his hire. So what would you say uh, on that level, you know, when it comes to mar- being able to marketing and things of like that, you know, how how do you help your entrepreneurs gain the confidence to make feel like it's okay to not give discounts all the time? You know, you don't discount your services, do you? Unless you discount your service, you know, unless you hold back then okay yeah discount them <laughs> but if you're giving good value what, what would you say to that yes there is a scripture and I'm trying to think of where it's at right now I think it's in second corinthians but it's such a beautiful scripture because it talks about how God creates win-win scenarios especially in sales and you'd probably think like wow there's a scripture about sales in, in the bible but really it's talking about how your abundance is set up for their want And so that person that you're selling to, your abundance, the talents, the gifts, the experiences, the challenges that you've been through, everything that makes you who you are, you are designed to be able to serve other people, right? And specific people, right? They're specifically on their knees praying for you to find them right now. And so your abundance that God has given you is set up for their want and their abundance is set up for your want that all may be equal. And I love the scripture because that's what it's all about is equality. The equality between what you offer someone and what they're giving in return. Um, I, as a coach that was just starting out many years ago, I didn't charge for my services because I wanted to just get practice. Right. And then I started charging $25. Well, what happened was, is that people were treating it as a $25 investment. Now I'm charging anywhere between $175 to $300 in order for people to work with me one-to-one and we have other programs as well but the idea here is that I know that I'm giving that value and because they are putting in that much money they're getting incredible value just from the commitment alone and so if you stay at the discounted pricing and things like that now we're we're heart sisters right the idea is is that we're going to be led by the spirit to know when we give things away or when we discount things but if we do it all the time we're not in business we can't stay 
say in business because we're running a business here. But the idea here is that it has to be equal exchange. If I'm giving my services away for $25 an hour, all of a sudden I can actually start resenting that person because there's not an equal exchange and they're not getting what they're putting into it because they're not, they're not putting that much into it in the beginning. And so that's the whole thing is that you want it to be equal exchange of energy and money and resources are energy. And so it is absolutely okay. It does not cheapen your service by any means or make it less of serving other people for you to actually get paid for your worth and for what you are putting out there. That's how God wants it to be, is for it to be a win-win scenario. You are able to reach your goals. They're able to reach theirs. That's so, so true. Well, thank you. That's well-spoken. I appreciate that. Man, we'll have to do something just on that uh, alone because I love your point of view. And I, I mean, I'm in total agreement with that. I know our time is up today. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Please go ahead. Feel free to put some questions in the box or you can also get in touch with Elise. And we'll, I'll put her information down below so that you can get in touch with her or her team. She has a team of people. So if she's not available. They're just as qualified as she is. Uh, they have excellent programs. So not just one program, but the things going on all the time. Excellent newsletter. I got my newsletter today. And so I love the, the email. It was right on time for me. And so tell us a little bit, how can they get in touch with you or anything you want to tell us about what's coming up next for you besides the book? Absolutely. Thank you. Um, yeah, so you can find us on social media. My name's Elise Smith. Um, but what we really want you to do is if you are a Christian woman entrepreneur in the service-based industry, we want you to come join our free Facebook group called Faithful Ladypreneurs. Uh, you'll be able to gr get great tips on how to build your business in the Lord's way as opposed to the world's way. And you can also advertise your business on Saturday's comment thread or come join us as a member and you can advertise in even more ways. So definitely come check out the Facebook group, Faithful Ladypreneurs. Okay, awesome. Well, love that. And I know you're on LinkedIn, you're on Facebook as well, right? Are you also on Instagram or? Yep, absolutely. It's Divinely Driven Results on Instagram. That's the name of my company. That's what I love, Divinely Driven Results. So if you guys want to get some of the results, you know, and make sure that God is in the center of your business, you'll have a group of people that can really help you and keep you accountable at the same time. And then some that will support you as well. Uh, please check her out. We love that you joined us today. Again, this is your host, Dr. Tracy Williams, encouraging you to still have only positive expectations through true self-care. Thank you guys. Love you.